five, four, three, two, one. We have podcast. We have podcast. That Michael Show boy. Michael Show's the man. The Michael Show. Michael Show. show. Michael Show is a the real... Michael Show. Michael Show's a decent guy. Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> And look who keeps coming back for more. Thank you for downloading The Michael Show. As always, you can download The Michael Show on iTunes and find all things Michael at themichaelshowpodcast.com. And hey, you're hanging on iTunes and you're downloading The Michael Show. Why not just hang out for a couple more seconds? Leave some comments, leave some ratings, and definitely... Definitely hit that subscribe button so you can get all new episodes of The Michael Show as they're downloaded to your iTunes weekly. Now, I come to you today with one single thought in mind. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if this is a new thing or it's just something I've started to notice. But I've developed a brand new pet peeve. And I'm sure you've heard this phrase before. Where you're discussing something with someone and then they come around and they don't agree with you and they don't know what to say. So they kind of start up the next sentence with, well, that's your opinion. What the fuck is that right there? That statement right there, well, that's your opinion has become this new pet peeve of mine. And I don't understand, like I said, if this is something that's always been going on or it's just something I'm starting to notice. Now, I noticed that, you know, if you visit me on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Michael Show podcast, or if you listen to this podcast, which I'm assuming you do, but you're listening to my charming voice right now. Why would you come to me in any shape, way, or form and hear what I say and read what I say and start it off with, well, that's your opinion. Now, that's been happening to me a lot lately on Facebook, and I don't understand what it is. Now, I will recognize And I do understand that sometimes I post comments and I post articles and people don't agree with my views. I get it. People don't agree with my politics a lot of time. Well, I mean, I don't know what's going on. Maybe so many left-wing people follow me on Facebook that it's just, of course, they don't agree with me. But the point is, I, I, I get it. We're not all going to agree on everything 100%. Because if we did, well, that would just make life too simple. When you have so many people with so many different personalities and so many point of views, of course, everyone is going to view things in a differing light. And to me... I think that's a positive thing right there. I think that when you have something, let's say it's political, you have one side and I have one side and we have differing views, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're adversaries. That doesn't necessarily mean that we're against each other or we're enemies or that we even have to get into an argument about it. Now, does that mean that we should have a discussion about it? Of course. A nice, respectful discussion is what makes things great. Here's your point of view. Here's my point of view. This is why I have this point of view. This is why you have this point of view. And in the middle somewhere, you kind of come to this common ground of, okay, I understand why it is you're saying what you're saying. 
it's not a negative thing. It's not a defeat in any shape, way, or form. Isn't that just kind of like how things are supposed to work? Now, when you go to Facebook, facebook.com slash the Michael Show podcast, shameless plug, like I said, you may see things that are of a differing opinion to you. But at the end of the day, you kind of have to recognize what you're reading and where you're reading it from. Now, when it comes to things like social media and blogs and websites and whatever, you're going to that specific website because there's something there that you're looking for. Now, if the poster of that website right there posts this type of comments and this type of literature, you know what you're going to get before you walk in. So, of course, when you hear this podcast, you know what you're going to get before you walk in the door. When you go to my Facebook or my Twitter or my whatever, you're going to get what it is you're looking for because you know what I'm about. Now, when people post things on their walls, I see it all the time, too. I go and I look on my Facebook wall and I see things that people are posting and I don't necessarily agree with it. But again... Though I don't agree with it, I respect their views. I respect their opinions. And if I have nothing to contribute to it, I am just going to walk away. Now, what I mean is if I don't have anything to contribute, is if someone posts a differing view than mine, I'm not going to like Facebook bomb their post and start saying, well, you're stupid. You're an idiot. You have no idea what you're talking about and you're totally wrong. Because what would be the point of that right there? This isn't an adversarial type situation. This is people with two differing types of opinions. Now, that happens to me sometimes where I'll post something and people will jump in and without adding anything constructive or without adding anything whatsoever, it's straight out the door, you're wrong. You're ignorant. You're off base. You're racist. You're sexist. You're blah, 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 blah. It fills in the blank. Now, where this came to light, especially for me, was recently, I, 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 I don't know if it was all over the internet, but where I found it, a news article from egotastic.com, which is a website. Again, you know what you're looking for when you're going to that website. It's not a porn website, but it is a website that likes to focus on, um, let's say, celebrities or people whose names you may or may not recognize from all over the world, pretty much people in the public eye, whether you be an A-level star or a D-level star, they like to post uh, sexual pictures of those people. Maybe there was a situation where Lindsay Lohan was uh, stepping out of her car and you got a vagina shot. It's going to go up on that website. Let's say you had a celebrity who had a pictorial at Maxim or whatever, well you, well, you get the idea. Well, on this website, an article was posted about a recent, I don't know, magazine article, I don't know which magazine it was, where Miley Cyrus appeared in this article. And of the pictorials that she posted, she decided to go and post and agreed to go with or photographed or whatever a topless photo of herself. Now, I found that article in my Facebook feed and I clicked share because I thought it was interesting. The reason why I thought it was interesting was because I think I don't think very highly of Miley Cyrus. I, I don't. So I reshared that picture right there and I wrote a little comment of, oh, 
Her daddy must be proud. That that was my comments. And then after that, you kind of got an onslaught of stuff that kind of came after that. Well, what does her dad have to do with it? What? You don't like boobs? What does her dad's opinion matter? And one of the common things that I found, and, and it kind of bothered me a little bit, was this common idea shared by many people that, well, if you have the body you should flaunt it. Well, number two, two thoughts come to mind. Just because you're skinny and just because you're, you got a, 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 a tiny body or whatever doesn't make you hot right away. It's not the case with Miley Cyrus. She looks like a friggin' pig most of the time. It's not a big fat pig, but she's got this face of like, you know, a troll. That's a better way of saying it. A troll pig. Just because she's tiny and just because she has X amount on the sides of boobs doesn't necessarily mean that she's hot right away. But the second part that bothered me was going back to the comments of, you know what? She, she, she's got the body. She should flaunt it. She's just so confident in herself that she can do this and it should be respected. That's what a couple people said. She should be, she's so confident in her body. She's so beautiful for doing this. She's so strong. She's so, it's just, Wait a minute. Is that the expectation we're holding up in today's world? That the only way to show the world that you are proud and you have respect in your body is that you're going to take off your clothes and you're going to show it to everybody? To me, that is a horrible, disgusting message that should go out. Now, in today's music scene, you've heard my views about this before. It's bad. Most of these so-called artists who have top 10 hits or whatever, their music is crap. Justin Bieber produces crap. Miley Cyrus produces crap. All of these guys from Kesha all the way down, they produce crap. What's very confusing in a medium that is 100% audio because you hear their music on your iPods, on the radio or whatever... There's so much emphasis when it comes to like a, a a a physical persona. There's so much emphasis when it comes to an identity, so forth and etc. That it's confusing that this is even music anymore. The people who produce music anymore, it all produce music now in today's world or whatever the case is. It's all about stunts and garbage being thrown out to kind of keep their name in the limelight. I'm sorry, but Miley Cyrus, Justin Bieber, none. None of these guys have any talent. That's why Miley Cyrus has to take her shirt off and get naked for a pictorial in a magazine. That's why she has to produce videos, music videos of herself naked having sex with a wrecking ball or whatever the case is. That's why she has to go on TV and literally have sex with a foam finger. Why? Because it keeps people talking about her because if they weren't talking about her and they weren't talking about the stunts they wouldn't necessarily pay attention to her music as much why because her music is crap now we're not going to get into that discussion even though i feel like we already have but at the end of the day is that's vibe right there that persona that thought that's what bothers me we are teaching young impressionable 
kids. That's who we're, that, that's who's getting this message right here. That to be confident in yourself and to be beautiful, that you have to, and to be liked and to be popular, this is the way you are going to act. Now, but Michael, you don't get it. People don't look to pop stars and so forth to be the role models. Well, really? Really? Now, Maybe you don't, and maybe I don't, but I never did. I always thought these guys were idiot jokers. But there are impressionable people out there who look at the actions of their of their of their favorite rap stars and see them embracing this thug life, this thug life of fuck the world and what I want is what I get. Glamorizing this unacceptable behavior. Well, of course, if you're some famous rapper with millions of dollars in the bank, you can do whatever the hell you want because you can afford a good lawyer to come and bail you out. But when impressionable people are looking at the actions of Chris Brown, do you think they don't mimic what he does? Of course they do. It's the same thing for young girls who are looking at Miley Cyrus. They are going to mimic what it is that she does. Now, what group of these people? is there? Well, of course, it's going to be the impressionable people, the ones who look at that and find it glamorous. And that makes tomorrow's world a little scary. So in the end, the number one thing to take from this right here is look. Well, that's your opinion. Well, fuck you. If I'm posting something on my Facebook and you have nothing to add besides garbage, don't respond to it. If somebody says something on my podcast, whether it be me or a guest, and you don't agree with it or you don't approve with it, well, don't just start off the conversation with, well, that's your opinion. Well, of course it's my opinion. You are coming to me and listening to my podcast. You are coming to my Facebook and reading what I'm posting. So no fucking shit, Sherlock. Of course that's going to be my opinion. But if all you have to add to it is insults, don't jump in. Don't chime in. Stop wasting your time because it's effing annoying. Now, that's my thoughts on that. <laughs> we went all over the place with that thought, but you know what? There you go. Really quick before we take an intermission, I just want to make sure I throw a quick shout out. A quick shout out for Blockbuster. R.I.P. Blockbuster. I would say let's bow our heads a little bit and have a moment of silence, but I really don't care enough to do that. Now, if you didn't know, whatever remaining blockbuster locations there were throughout the country, this past Sunday at roughly 5 o'clock-ish, they all closed down for the last time. So if you were a frequent visitor of a blockbuster, well, it sucks. It's gone. It's whatever. Now, the blockbuster down the street from me did close the doors for its final time. And I kind of thought to myself, well, that's kind of sad because, you know, not so much now, especially not in the past decade. But back in the 90s and back in the early 2000s, that's where people went on Friday nights or Saturday nights. Went down the blockbuster, rented about two or three movies, and just watched them. That's what you did back then. That's what the family did and so forth. Now, at first, I kind of thought about it as it's sad, but then I kind of paused and thought, well, no, wait a minute. 
It's Blockbuster's fault they closed down. Their actions and their bad business decisions and refusing to not let people get one-day rentals on releases and insisting on charging you $3.99 or $2.99 for a five-day rental or a three-day rental or whatever when they had healthy competition like Netflix and Redbox and so forth. Blockbuster just waited too long to give the customers what they wanted. Therefore, they have to face the consequences. So much like an aging hot blonde with amazing tits, eventually you get old and you get undesirable. So that's what Blockbuster is. They're the once hot 19-year-old blonde with amazing tits who's used to getting her way because she's the hot 19-year-old blonde with amazing tits. That she can just say and do whatever she wants and guys would swoon over her. Well, she continues this mentality that guys are going to swoon and then she turns 19, 21, 25, 30. People are still interested, but all of a sudden she hits 40. Yeah, she's not that hot, tight blonde anymore with big tits. Yeah, she's still got big tits, but they sag now. But, yeah, she didn't keep with the times. She kind of kept that mentality of her head if she's used to guys coming to her and just swooning over her. Well, that's what Blockbuster turned into. Blockbuster started off as a hot 19-year-old blonde with big perky tits, and then they turned into that 40-year-old blonde whose mentality didn't change, and it just became sad. So there you go. On that note right there, why don't we take ourselves a brief intermission and we'll be back more with The Michael Show right after this. The Michael Show, the podcast nobody listens to except you. (laughs) Commission time. If leaving, please replace your inner car speaker before releasing brakes or starting motor. Do not back out. Drive to the aisle in front of you and exit. And now, for those remaining, it's intermission time. Time for that stretch you've been wanting. And best of all, time to take your pick from that scrumptious array of tasty treats waiting for you at the snack bar. Where the popcorn's popping, the cold drinks are sparkling, The hot dogs are sizzling. The coffee is steaming. And a luscious treasure of your favorite ice cream flavors as you like it served. And so much more to tempt any taste is waiting for you now at the snack bar. You'll be notified in plenty of time when the next show is about to begin. Now it's time for some plugs. I mean, you've heard me talk about these guys every single episode for months in and months out. So basically the bottom line is, is what's the excuse? Have you gone out to check out Sugar High Clothing? What Sugar High Clothing, you may ask? Well, they're a group of people who pride themselves with hand-drawn and digital designs that will, and I'm not blowing a load here and lying to you, they're going to wow you. Sugar High Clothing believes that everyone's sense of style differs, and they strive to set themselves apart to design in a variety of art forms, with shirts that range from $10 to $20, and of course, the premium products. Who doesn't have premium products, like sweaters that cost up to $30? You go to the mall, 
You're going to drop $20 for a t-shirt, but fuck them all. Go to the themichaelshowpodcast.com, click on the Sugar High Clothing banner so you can get yourself something that's going to make you stand out from the rest. Sugar High Clothing and click that banner at themichaelshowpodcast.com. The Michael Show and the U.S. Department of Education have come together to honor those outstanding teachers who shape our future leaders of tomorrow. John Eric Lilly is a former teacher from Morton High School in Indiana. He was recently charged with having sex with at least one student and coercing 10 underage students into sending him nude pictures to his phone. John Eric Lilly, we salute you. Now back to The Michael Show. Hi, this is George W. Bush. I love The Michael Show because he puts his, uh, puts his, uh, <laughs> guy puts his uh, thoughts together uh, in a uh, in a uh, you know in a, in a fully uh, way that's more better than I do of the show that I kind of particularly like. What's the name of that song? For you new listeners, it's a segment of the show where if I come across a music video or I come across uh, something that's interesting, I like to bring it here and play it for you. Now, one thing that I do have to put as a disclaimer is, you know, that probably one of my, well, regular listeners will know. You know, if I had to rank down my top 10 movies of all time, you know, I don't know, in no particular order, you would probably see a lot of recognizable titles up there, like like Back to the Future. That would definitely be in my top 10. Or how about uh, Stranger Than Fiction? That's a great one. That would be in my top 10. Or The Truman Show. Of course, that would be up there in my top 10. But when it comes to the animated side of movies, somewhere in my top 10, I've never really boiled it down to what spot all these things are, but Beauty and the Beast would probably be there. Beauty and the Beast, Disney's Beauty and the Beast, came out probably at an impressionable age for me. I remember it coming out when I was in sixth grade or whatever the case was, and I just loved the simplicity and the imagination of the whole story that was going on. I liked the idea of this whole world, and they kind of left out a lot of key elements of the story like where that enchantress come from why does she come after the the prince or whatever whatever we're not gonna get into all that stuff right there but i really like the movie now the other part of the reason i like the movie is i like the music part of it 
I like myself a good musical. I like myself a good hum, a good song, a good whatever. But in that scene, one of the most landmark scenes, I guess you can say, is when the movie started, Belle, you know, exited her house and went on a little walk of her village. Now, what would happen if Belle, yeah, Belle, Belle from Beauty and the Beast, didn't live in a small provincial town, but instead she lived in the ghetto? Yeah, you heard me. Belle lived in the ghetto. So let's take a listen to that musical version right now. Little town, it's a quiet village Every day, like the one before Little town, full of little people Waking up to say What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? Get your tail out of the street! There go bone creatures she would tray like always He on the down low, I can tell Every morning just the same Since the morning that we came To this busted ratchet town Good morning, Cletus Where are you going? The weave shop? I just saw the most wonderful updo With some finger waves and some micro braids That's nice! Up the tree! Want my brownies? Hurry up! Hey, little mama, can I get them digits? So I can hit you on your cell Yeah, let me get it though Her beauty ain't all that But her booty is real fat No denying she a bougie girl that what to do? How is your mom Bonjour. What you call me? How is your wife? Are they sick? Are they too expensive? There must be more than this on Hood Rats Life. Hey, Bill. Hey, LaWasha. Hey, LaDrya. I came to get my hair did. Have you got anything new? Girl, not since Isaiah. That's all right. I'll take this one. Girl, you gonna spoil him. Well, he's my favorite. I mean, look at those eyes. Be quiet, little fool. You say walk through the hood real quick. 
No thank you, Jerome. Hold on, hold on. Whoa, whoa. What do you mean, no thank you, mama? You the finest girl in the land, so why don't you spin around for me? From the moment I had met you, seen you, I said you banging and I fell. Baby, what's it gonna be? Tell me, is you feeling me? Cause I'm making plans to leave my mama house. Look there, he go. Now I, 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 I'm not up Helpful. to date in my ghetto O'Nees, but I don't know who the bushy girl is. <laughs> I, that is like the most single, most amazing thing I have ever seen. Now, of course, if you ever asked yourself, well, what would Belle like if she was a ghetto hoe? Well, there you go. And of course, you can see that video at the Michael Show podcast. Com. Now, one thought I do have to have, of course, is, you know, what the hell is a bushy girl? I really don't know what that is, but, you know, if you do know, you can drop me a message at the Michael Show at rockamel.com and say, Michael, you don't know what a bushy girl is? Well, let me tell you what it is. But one final note is, look, if the ghetto was as musical as that... I probably wouldn't be as scared as I am to drive my Prius to the ghetto at the dark hour of the night. If the ghetto was more musical like that, I'd probably visit it a little bit more. I've heard it said with words and music, a fella can't go wrong. But la di da di da What's the name of that song? Well, what's the name of that song? Well, that's your opinion! It's assholes. Well, there you go. I guess it's about that time. Now, an idea that has kind of popped into my mind that I've always had that I never really shared with you is I always kind of wish around this time of the show we could end it on a musical note. Not so much the jump song but i don't know i've always had like this weird idea in my mind of you know how the uh what was it the mickey mouse club would end so now it's time whatever i always just had this idea of a song like that but with instead of the mic the mickey mouse clubhouse the michael show podcast whatever I have no idea what I'm talking about. I have no idea why I'm even sharing, but, well, anyways, that's just the charm you get from me. Subscribe to the show on iTunes. Search The Michael Show Podcast in that search bar and hit subscribe. Fan me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Podcast, and, of course, on Twitter, at Mr. Michael Show. 
If you like what you hear, you probably don't, but maybe you got some drinks in you and you actually enjoyed a podcast or two by me. Well, tag it on your walls. I'm listening to at the Michael Show podcast. So, you know, maybe you can turn a friend on. Send them my way. Uh, another announcement coming soon. I don't know when, but more details to come. I was on an episode of Man School with Kayla Bacon talking about my terrible life decisions. It was the story of my life, pretty much. <laughs> well, parts of my life. The, you know, the parts that matter. The parts that Caleb only cared about, or whatever. But the point is, yeah, I got myself an episode of Man School coming out, and, you know, I tend to be not too personal too often, you know, whatever, but, yeah, I had myself a very open episode right there, so more information to come as that becomes available. So until next time, this is Michael for The Michael Show, signing off.